Welcome to the Healthy Harmony Podcast. I'm Jennifer Pickett, your host, your health coach, and your friend. We are in the middle of the holiday season in the absolute toughest year. The grief feels simply overwhelming. Can there be joy and even hope in the middle of the suffering? This is our topic today, as I'm joined by Pastor Ryan Ross of City Church, Melissa. If you've been struggling, keep listening. I think you'll find some encouragement today on Healthy Harmony. My guest today is, he's not just any pastor. He is my pastor. He's my family's pastor. And he and his family are, are also our dear friends. So we are just very grateful for this man and this family. And I tell you that because here's the most important part. Being his friend and he also being our pastor, we see him at church and then in in social times as well. And he is as real as it gets. So what you see is what you get with today's guest, my pastor, Ryan Ross. So I'm so glad that he is here. And Ryan, I just want to say welcome. I'm glad we're doing this. Thank you, Jennifer. It's uh it's a joy, and I'm humbled um, and honored by your words. But um, yeah, just thankful to be uh, be able to be on with you. And um, thanks for this opportunity. Yeah, definitely. So you know, this is it's the holidays, and this year is wow. I mean, we don't even have the words to describe the you know horrific nature of of 2020. And I think we're all we're we're struggling so much with anxiety and stress and fear and overwhelm, but also grief. And I know you're no stranger to grief, having lost your mom a few years ago. So tell me, um, how do you cope with grief during the holidays? Yeah, you know the holidays, of course, bring about um, kind of a unique season of grief. And I think anyone who is listening knows uh, what I mean by that. And, um, you know, we just, this last weekend, uh, it's our family tradition to um, go pick out our Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving and uh, decorate mm-hmm. and kind of begin our Christmas celebration. And of course, you know, that follows the day of Thanksgiving. And so that this week um, is just filled with lots of traditions and, um and traditions come from our families, you know, our, uh, yeah, our upbringing. Yeah. So a lot of what I do now as a dad and husband um, is things that uh, I did with my mom. And so every one of those um, moments and celebrations and, and, and kind of uh, traditions and fun things that we do, uh, of course, now has a um, just a twinge of grief with it and sadness that, um, you know, it brings back. I remember Hey, this is what we did with mom, and this is how yeah. we did that. And and so <clears throat> this season, of course, I think for anyone who has experienced grief, just it it definitely um, I think hits us uh, in a unique way. Um, and and you and I both know that grief comes just whenever it does. You can't you know uh, predict it. Um, you definitely. can't. Um, I mean, I, I guess you could say, hey, we know in the holiday season there's going to probably be some that comes, but you know, in your day-to-day life, a Tuesday morning at 11 a.m., something can happen and it'll just hit you, just that sort of moment of sadness. Um, and uh, and I say moment, it could even last longer than that. And so mm-hmm. um, I think for me, what I try to do, um, especially in this season um, where I'm missing my mom uh, even more and reminded of her loss more than perhaps on a random Tuesday in June, 
um, is uh, just really um, thank God for uh, what I do um, now that I learned from her and what um, I'm enjoying because she taught me, you know, and, and, you know, in a sense, in some ways established these traditions for our family. So um, I, uh, my mom loved the Christmas tree um, <laughs> and she, uh, she loved decorating the Christmas tree. Um, she loved going with us once I had a family. She very regularly, um, if she wasn't with one of her other grandkids' uh, families, uh, she was with us um, often picking out our tree and then coming over and, and helping us. And I'd always help her get a tree. I'd take it to her house. And she and I uh, very often would end up kind of doing the first wave of, of, of decorating. And so, um, you know, this last weekend when we were, we were doing that and I was uh, thinking about her a lot, I... Um, I try to just sort of focus my heart on, man, you know, mom would love this. And, uh, and I thank God that I had a mom that took joy in the Christmas tree and taught me to really celebrate this season. Um, yeah. and, uh, and so, uh, just try to kind of, you know, coach myself up in a sense, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. to, um, to, to have joy and to remember and see the goodness, um, uh, that I received from her. Um, and while I miss her and I wish she could be a part of it, I'm also so thankful that I had a mom that taught me what she did. And your mom, you know, listening to you um, talk about the Christmas tree and your mom, it brings a smile to my face because I knew your mom. And if there was one word to describe your mom, it would be joy. Uh -huh. I never saw her without, even in the hospital, I never saw her without a smile on her face. I mean, she didn't, and it wasn't a smile. It was like a light from within. She mm -hmm. radiated joy. I mean, just radiated joy. So I can see how, you know, picking out the Christmas tree. I mean, she just, she loved Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And all of the Christmas sweaters. Yeah, um. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think it's so good for us to, like what you said, to just kind of, coach ourselves, but, uh, you know, allow ourselves to go there and think about those times, you know, where uh, it was, it was, it was very joyful. And um, think about the funny things, you know, like you said, the Christmas sweaters, it's, it, it kind of, it, it does something different inside of us as we acknowledge the grief and we acknowledge the loss, but also we look at, man, what joy we had when they were here, and I hear you having lost my mom and, of course, James having lost both of his parents. So none of us are strangers uh, to grief. What I really like how you said to see the goodness. So I want you to go into that a little bit further because I think so often, I know sometimes when I'm, when I'm in that kind of grieving moment, I'm kind of stuck in that I, woe is me, I feel sorry for myself, and I'm focused more on the the sadness and not the goodness. So uh -huh. how do we make that shift to see the goodness when we're in the middle of that, of that moment? Yeah, that's, um, that's probably the hardest thing um, to do is uh, to remind ourselves of that there is good um, when we're, you know, in our darkest moments and days. And, um, and so, you know, one of the things that's so vital is just to remember um, God um, and his purposes and plans. And um, I, I use a word and a phrase you've heard me say often, but it's God's sovereignty. And I, I know that's a, sometimes a big word, but it, it just is really simply means that um, we know that God uh, is real, 
it, he exists and um, he has uh, purposes and plans uh, that he accomplishes. And so often um, when we, if we can, you know, again, just for myself and, and trying to even help others, if we can somehow um, take a little bit of a step back and realize um, that uh, there is so many things in our lives um, that are good and uh, joyful. And, and again, just thinking about my mom and you, you thinking about your mom and, uh, and anyone else that's dealing with um, these types of just hard days and grief over someone, recognizing that um, there, there are so many good things that we uh, receive uh, from them. And ultimately, those yeah. good things were gifts from the Lord to us through them. And so uh, he, he showed us his goodness in, you know, uh, in giving me, again, a mom that loved Christmas, a mom that taught me so much, a mom that was filled with joy in all seasons. Mm -hmm. And so um, really just directing our, our attention there. And, and that isn't to say, um, and I think you, you said it well, that uh, we need to give ourselves permission to be sad and permission Definitely. to grieve, you know, the culture and the world around us. And especially during the holiday season, everybody's just, you know, happy. And, and you, you could be tempted to think, okay, I, I'm not allowed to, to cry. I'm not allowed to have uh, a sad day a moment. or a moment yeah. in, you know, this season. And, um, and, and some people, you know, may even like, why are you, you know, why would you let this get to you? Why would you think that way? It's okay to, to be, to have that. I mean, and it, it is right um, to grieve. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we are, when we grieve, we're ultimately acknowledging that the world is broken and things aren't as they should be. And we know that. Um, and so allowing that to just, uh, you know, some space for that, but at the same time, um, it isn't good, uh, it, to just stay there, to forget, allow that to be the dominant thought. So what I try to do is just allow myself, you know, um, and I've done this many times over the last few years, but, uh, to, um, to cry, to, you know, to just be, you know, sort of sad. I, um, you know, this may be silly, but, um, I still have my mom's phone <laughs> and, Aww. uh, and so, and I still have voicemails, um, from her on my phone and, oh, um, and I'll, you know, periodically just be, you know, um, kind of missing her and, and I'll play those and guess what I know, they're going to make me even more sad. Yeah, um, but yeah. at the same time, it's kind of like, I just get to hear her voice and there's a comfort there. And in doing that, I have that moment of grief and sadness and tears flow and all that go comes with that. And then it, I, I'm also hearing her voice. I'm reminded she was a great mom and I was yeah. blessed to have her as my mom. And, um, and so I can it, it, it's almost like a launching pad for me to then begin to reflect on the goodness. And, um, and, you know, again, sometimes I have to tell myself that, Hey, don't forget, you know, there's so many good things, um, that have, that, that, that I am enjoying, um, in life, uh, because of who she was. And, mm -hmm. and then I turn that to the father and I just, you know, know that, Hey Lord, you, you gave me a great mom and you blessed me in this area. And, um, I don't understand exactly what your plans were for her life and why, in my view of things, at least it was cut short. Um, yeah. But uh, but I trust that you're good. And I saw your goodness in her all the time. So I'm not going to lose sight of that or, or, or act as if you're no longer good, um, because I don't understand exactly what you're doing in this situation. I love that. 
I, I just love that. And I, I like how you really made that transition from, you know, acknowledging the gift that we've been given, um, you know, after after we lose someone, just acknowledging that the gift that, you know, we had when they were here on earth and the fact that we have that permission to grieve, we can have those moments, even if it's more than a moment, you know, I, I use that term figuratively, sure. giving ourselves permission to grieve, but not staying there. And then you said something key about using that as a launch pad to move forward. And I, I think sometimes we get stuck there. We get stuck in, in the grieving process or, um, uh, the, you know, for me, it's just kind of getting stuck in that, you know, woe is me. I can't believe mm-hmm. I don't have my mom anymore, but remembering God's goodness and, um, and looking forward with hope. And um, that's what I want us to talk about next, uh, because both you and I, had such amazing, strong, godly women as moms. So there was no doubt that when they uh, their time here on earth was done, that they moved on to their eternal home with Jesus Christ, and they're in heaven. And so um, how do we continue to acknowledge that hope? Because I cannot imagine, Ryan, going through the loss of my mom without that hope that I have in him, that I will see my mom again one day. So how do we, how do we reconcile the grief and the hope? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that is true um, and we know is that we, we can't have Thanksgiving. We can't have joy if there isn't uh, suffering. And that's mm-hmm. a, that's a principle, uh, you know, that, that has many layers to it that you can unpack, but it just at, and talking about grief or and, and these sorts of things, you know, we we um, uh, we we know the goodness that we have in life and uh, those things because we've experienced the suffering in this life as well. And there's a direct, uh, I think, correlation between those two things. And ultimately, I'd go all the way back to you know, we we have ultimate goodness. What you just referenced, our moms are with Jesus today because He suffered on the cross and laid down his life and um, uh, took on all that he did in order to bring about the uh, salvation of the world, which you know, the joy that was set before him is how he referenced um, all those who are with him and are his, uh, you know, have been adopted as sons and daughters of, of, of the king. So um, that idea of suffering and, and pain are, 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 is just directly and very closely connected to um, joy and to hope. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, I think uh, keeping our eyes on that future hope is really, um, you know, where we, we have to direct our attention and um, kind of keep our focus. And you said it well, you know, we, you know, I, and I've, I've experienced this many times as well, where, um, you know, sadly, I, I, I've grieved with people that, that seemingly maybe don't have that hope, don't know the hope of Christ. And, and I, uh, I'm so thankful that, um, you know, in those really dark days, those first few days of losing my mom, that I, I grieved and again, still grieve today, but I, we don't grieve as the Bible says without hope because we know, um, what the future holds for us. And, uh, and, and that's really, um, where you know I I go so often, and this even it often makes me laugh. Um, it kind of pulls me up um, out of those uh, days of, of sadness and grief. Is to just think about my mom enjoying um, 
the presence of the Lord like perfectly yeah. um, in yeah. a way that I don't yet. And, and I know that's where I'm going to go and I'm going to be with her also. But I just think about, um, and, and you know, that smile you referenced, uh, you know, when she would sing in church. Um, uh, that's one of my strongest memories of my mom is seeing her uh, singing in a choir uh, at church and uh, just imagining her singing to Jesus in person. <laughs> uh, it, um, I, I, if Jesus is going to tell somebody to calm down in the choir, it's going to be my mom. And, uh, <laughs> and, but I can just imagine her, you know, with him in that presence. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it, again, that, that makes me smile even right now, yes, just saying yeah. that and thinking about that. But it also, it gives me great hope and assurance to just know um, that that's the truth. And, and there's, um, there's nothing that could, you know, convince me otherwise. Um, but, but I do know that. And, um, you know, the, the psalmists often reference, you know, the pain and the suffering. Um, you know, I think of Psalm 30 and it, it, it says, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Yes, and I do love that one. That joy that comes in the morning is that's the new day, and um, and again, we know that this world is broken; it's not as it should be, and so that's why there is suffering and pain, and we grieve and we have loss. But we also know that one day all things will be made new, and mm -hmm. um, in that that time, uh, we will have no more suffering and no more pain. Um, our moms are already there experiencing that and uh, we will one day join them. Um, the same reason that they are because of Christ. It's, you know, it's such an interesting concept because I think, you know, as we, in, in this world, it just tells us we're just supposed to be happy. It's just everything's supposed to go smoothly. We're supposed to be happy. But I love how you, how you said you can't have joy without suffering. And so that, and I know for me personally, it's in those times of such intense struggle and suffering, that's when I draw closest to my Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would love to say that that's just something that just happens naturally. And I just, you know, do that naturally. But it seems like when times are good, I'm kind of clicking on my own, you know, trying to figure mm -hmm. this out on my own. When times are really, really bad, that's when I truly, truly turn to Him that's where I've seen the most spiritual growth in my life is when in times of in, intense um, struggle and suffering. And, um, and I just love that, how you put that, that joy comes in the morning and we can't grieve without hope. And that's what we have as believers is we have, yes, we have grief. We're going to have hard times and suffering, but we always have hope. So as we kind of, as we kind of wrap up our time together, what advice would you give for somebody who is, I mean, this year has just knocked them back. I mean, they they had grief and stress and anxiety going into 2020. And now with the pandemic and all the unrest, um, they, they just find themselves so completely overwhelmed and at a breaking point. What would you say to that person? Yeah, first thing I would say is that you're not alone. And um, as you said, the world, you know, um, sort of paints a picture of everything is, is great. Um, but that's not, that's not the reality. And, um, just even piggybacking on something you said there, it kind of connects to, to this, this uh, idea is that, you know, you talked about your feeling closest to the savior in your hard days. And in those, those times when you're down, because you press into him, you lean into him. 
I also think that in some ways that the reason that we do that is because um, Jesus was a suffering Savior, and he suffered in this world often. Mm, um, yeah. And so he's familiar with our grief, as he says. And uh, and so in some ways, when we are in those moments, we are almost most like him, which that's always our desire is to grow and to be more like Jesus in this world. Um, uh, and so it's almost in those moments when we are most like him because we press in. And in the same way, when he was suffering the most, you know, before he's going to the cross, where does he go? He goes to the garden and he presses into the father and in, in obedience and just submitting his life to God. And so that's why I think in some ways we, we experience that. So for people who are dealing with grief, I just you know would say you're not alone. Don't don't look at what you see on the outside um, of, of the world and, and and believe that that's the reality. And um, and so give again, give yourself space to just know that you're you're not weird, you're not broken, you're not messed up um, necessarily just because you're dealing with anxiety and grief and all of the, the experiences of life that we, as you said, especially have experienced. Um, this year. Uh, yeah. But from there, um, once you acknowledge that, you it isn't healthy to just, as I said, just sit there and just stay in that forever. And I think one of the, the best things that you can do and that we can do um, to help um, ourselves as we walk through this life is to just surround ourselves uh, with community. Um, and that might look like one friend that you can talk to and really just open up your life um, just completely transparently before them, um, yeah. you know, and, uh, picking up the phone, you know, scheduling a cup of coffee, going over to the, to the house and, uh, and just, just sharing and being real about where you're at because, uh, one of God's greatest gifts to us is one another. And so, um, you know, if you, if you think too often, what happens is we think, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, no one wants to hear about my problems. I'm, you know, this is me, you know, I need to figure this out. Or if I talk about it, I'm going to be, it's going to be, people think I'm weird. And um, all those are just lies that prevent us from taking steps of healing and getting help. And so um, the very first thing that I encourage anyone to do is, is talk to someone. And, um, and again, I can start with a friend. And then sometimes that means, you know, getting even more help, you know, uh, obviously, uh, I in my vocation do, you know, a lot of pastoral counseling. Mm -hmm. um, and there are other uh, professional counselors that can help even beyond where I might be able to help in certain you know, areas and with you know, specific, obviously, situations. And so um, just know that, that God has given you people who love you and care about you. Um, and if you don't believe that, then you're probably listening to, uh, to lies and, uh, and not really uh, aware. And so just I, I would encourage anyone who's listening to just reach out to the friend um, and uh, and share where they're at and, and allow them to minister. And this is then finally, you know, kind of where the church comes in. Um, I, I am a huge believer that um, when we run to Jesus, um, he has promised us that he's with us even to the end of the age. And mm -hmm. um, another Psalm that I, uh, I noted in, in thinking about our conversation from Psalm 40, says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And so that song reminds me that when I'm in my deepest, darkest moments, 
you know, I reach out to a friend, I share where I'm at, and then I run to the Lord. And the Lord has given us a physical place to run to him, and that's his body, the church. And so um, go and worship, um, gather with other believers um, that might not be in the same season as you are. They might be on one of those days where everything's going great. And so they can testify to you of the fact that they have a new song in their hearts today. They were one day in the past in that miry bog that they see, and you can look at them and see a picture of the hope that, that they have. And that can encourage you and lift you up and say, you know what? I, I trust God's going to take me there one day. Yeah. And, you know, as I think about my mom and that whole story, and again, it's been three years and you never get over it. <laughs> it's never passed. But I would say that through friends, through community, through the body of Christ, I have been encouraged and lifted up and I can talk about her without completely losing it, which wasn't <laughs> the truth um, mm-hmm. in the first couple of days, weeks and months. Um, I can celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving and um, think of the goodness. And that's all because the Lord has ministered to me through those friends, through his church. And uh, I've run to him and not um, allowed it to just sort of be this place where I sit and stay. Yeah. Yeah. I just such powerful, powerful words. And again, I think all of our listeners can tell why you're my favorite pastor, right? <laughs> so, but just such encouraging words. And you're just so real. And that that's deeply appreciated uh, because we're not strangers to struggle or suffering or grief. And I think you've provided such hope. And thank you for reminding me, reminding me of that Psalms. That hasn't been one that I've dug into recently. And it's one that I've heard many times before, and it's brought such comfort. And so that is, that's going to be one that I need to go journal and kind of dig into because that's, that's such a powerful one. I, I just love that one. It's just so practical, you know, mm-hmm. and he truly is our only hope. So Ryan, I want to make sure that people know where to find our church and know where to find you. So can you give them that information? I sure can. You can always email me. My email is pretty simple. It's Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at, at citychurchmelissa.com. And so I'd be happy to uh, just receive any communication uh, from you and do anything I can to encourage any of your listeners. And our church address is 2300 Vineyard Hill Lane, McKinney, Texas. And um, we are uh, just um, south of Melissa uh, city limits. Um, city Church Melissa is the name of our church. And we worship on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. And uh, again, would invite anyone um, who's listening to come and join us in worship. We'd love to see you and uh, just minister to you in any way we can. Definitely. And then, Ryan, we've got something coming up. I mean, we have listeners all over, but for those who are local, we have a special service coming up that really helps someone navigate the grief during the holiday. So can you tell us real quick about that service? I know know it's on December the 13th. Yes, ma'am. So... December the 13th at 6 p.m. at our church. Uh, we started this uh, a few years ago. Um, and we just call it a service of hope. And um, it is uh, specifically uh, to minister to those who have experienced loss really in any way um, during the previous year or years back. And as we've just discussed, um, it's a time for me uh, to lean into my friends and family that are our church family. And um, just share that, you know, I'm sad because I'm missing my mom during this Christmas season and allowing the other believers that are gathered there with us 
um, to just minister to me. And so we, we do that um, and we have this service intentionally uh, because we do know, um, as we've talked about this whole time, that uh, the season is a season of joy in so many ways, but it also can be hard. And so uh, we just feel like it's really important to acknowledge that grief is real um, and that in this season, sometimes more than ever during the year, people are, are, are dealing with that. And we want to provide a, a, a somewhat intentional and, and unique uh, time uh, for us to gather together and to just encourage one another with the word of God. And so we worship together. Uh, we share stories of um, our loved ones or just sharing the grief that we're experiencing, whatever it might be. Um, so if you've lost a loved one um, at any season in your life, if you've perhaps experienced a miscarriage or, um, you know, just had a really challenging uh, year, 2020, I think we could all come to this yeah. service um, uh, this year uh, more than ever, uh, whatever it might be. And, and you just really want to uh, grieve together, but then also be encouraged with the hope of Christ. Um, we think this service and we hope this service would be a great ministry to, to all of those um, and, and that find themselves kind of in that situation. Just such practical encouragement. So I'm glad we let everyone know about that. You can always find out all of these details at citychurchmelissa.com. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I thought this was just a fantastic, very encouraging conversation. Thank you, Jennifer. And I'm glad to have been able to share. And uh, thanks for letting me brag on my mom a little bit. I love it. Well, I mean, it, I, I told you we were going there. I mean, that's <laughs> that sweet mama. That's sweet mama. Guys, uh, we hope that you got some encouragement today. We hope that you gave we gave you some reason for for hope in the midst of um, of struggle. So uh, we hope you have a blessed day and find some hope and peace this holiday season. Bye, y'all.